Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Brick City Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the haunted house. Um, This is a set that I was very, very excited to build, and I think it's probably one of my favorite non-Star Wars sets um, as of right now. I don't don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Um, So this haunted house, it is set number 10273, has 3,231 pieces, uh, retails for $250, has 10 minifigures, um, I guess technically 9, but there is a skeleton in it, so I guess you'd count that as a 10th minifigure. It was released in 2020 and is marketed at 18+. plus. Um, this is definitely, it's one that came in the, the, the cool black box, um, as part of the fairground collection, which, um, they haven't labeled any of the previous amusement park rides as that, so I'm hoping that this means we'll continue to get, um, more of these fairground amusement park rides, um, in these great detailed builds. Um, so, again, um, I, like I've said before about what I was watching while I was building, might provide some context, um, watching a couple episodes of King of the Hill, a couple episodes of old Scooby-Doo cartoons. Those felt like they'd be um, very, very appropriate for the build. Um, and then the uh, Dreamland season of Archer, which not not quite on theme, but that was what that that was one of the long form things I watched while building this. Um, so it comes in 18 bags, um, 18 numbered bags, I should say. There's there's some of them have multiple bags. Um, in the box, there is a box with half of the bags in it, um, same as a lot of other sets like the Cantina or the Roller Coaster or the Death Star. Um, and you may, may be shocked to hear this, but there are no stickers in this set. There are quite a number of very unique, very detailed printed pieces, which is excellent, and not a single sticker, which I thought was just a phenomenal touch and shows that LEGO can you know, go, go all out for, for some sets like this when they want to. And it was, I, I was really impressed with that. Um, within the build, um, it was a lot of, a lot of fun. Um, I don't build a ton of the, I, I actually haven't built any of the modular buildings. I know that's a very popular line, but so build, building a building was very different for me. Um, most of my previous building and large building experience have been a few of the, um, smaller creator sets that I've built into buildings for the uh, amusement park, the toy shop, and the little pirate tavern from the pirate ship set, um, and then the cantina, which is all just one level. And I definitely like the cantina. I definitely like building all these buildings. I'm used to doing Star Wars sets um, for years and years, so the majority of those have all been, you know, uh, ships. So building a building was a little bit different experience, but I really liked it. Um, I thought there's there's definitely some elements where, like, looking at it, um, like looking at the model from the back right now, it's, there's, the walls aren't super detailed. They're just pretty plain green walls, um, with a brown accents on them, um, from the outside. And that's, that's just fine. It's a, they, you, you gotta have those to build up a really nice structure. The build wasn't really tedious. Um, as far as that goes, um, there, the build was just, it was really fun and you got to see this like really tall, uh, tower get built up. Um, the only repetitive elements, um, in my opinion, were a few of the corner columns, um, popping in all the window panes, because there are a lot of windows on this set. Um, 
but those again those weren't really all that bad um the the kind of the window sills at the top of the window were at some point got a little repetitive when you're on your fourth floor of building those on every single side of the tower but again it that's really nitpicking the builds the build is fantastic and it looks phenomenal um there's a ton of ton of little uh easter eggs throughout that they kind of call out in the instruction manual which i really appreciated um one of the one of the big appeals of this set i think is all the references to the kind of 90s and early 2000s adventure themed sets and kind of adventure adjacent sets um and i i only had a few of those sets when i was younger but it was really cool to see because i always always saw those sets in the in the um the old catalogs and stuff and thought they were really cool when I was a kid and got the Lego magazine there was like comics about some of those sets so kind of seeing a, a unification of all those themes um, with kind of a backstory to the whole set um, I won't spoil what all the little easter eggs are but the backstory is that this this mansion was built around uh, built by Baron Von Baron I forget his first name but his, he is Baron and his last name is Von Baron it's Baron Von Baron's mansion he traveled the world and collected all these artifacts um, and all these like little evil items. So there's all sorts of, you know, curses and hauntings hanging around on one of them that give the detail that that's in the in the manual that when he was screwing around with one of them, he that's how he summoned the, the two ghost minifigures that are in this set. Um, and it's really just I, I enjoyed this start to finish. I thought it was a phenomenal, uh, great build, great great outlook. I was kind of saving it till, till towards the end of the amusement park process because I was looking forward to this. Um, so I really wanted to, you know, be able to sit down and enjoy it and do the, do the full build and just really relish in it. And it was, it was phenomenal. I, I really liked, I don't have enough good things to say about this set. Um, the, and, and again, all the little details in the, in the set are, are great. Um, there's, um, Beyond the Brick has a couple videos about the different Easter eggs and stuff. I highly recommend those. Um, one of the guys was on the Lego Masters TV show, and he re he he did this whole big thing of tracing like, oh, these hieroglyph spell Lego backwards, and there's these callouts to different set numbers from the adventure theme and such. So that was that was really neat. I thought um, so. Definitely go check that out if you're interested in this set. Um, so other things. Um, I was I was kind of surprised that for a set of this size with this many pieces, there was a surprisingly few number of extra pieces. Like there is there is multiple bags that just you finish building and there were no extra pieces from that bag. So usually on these, there's anywhere from two to half dozen extra pieces per bag, multiples of all the little pieces. But there was there was nothing on this on this on a number of those bags and just a very few amount overall, which. I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, but I was just kind of... It, it was an interesting thing I noticed. Um, as far as building um, building the um, other elements, the, the chain obviously is not the most fun on any of these rides. I mean, when you have to build a chain, it's kind of, you know, you got to do what you got to do and build the chain, but it's, uh, but it, it's definitely repetitive. And if you have a good system for it, I block it out into into piles of 10 and build them and put all those chains together. Um, and it was, it was, the, the chain was definitely a bit taut to get on, but 
it, it worked pretty well. I didn't add any to it like I did with the roller coaster. Um, and to, the, the set is very tall. It's the tallest um, ride in the amusement park that I have. And when I was, I was building on, on a fairly low coffee table, but I kind of still had to like stand up to put the, the, the top like floor two of the tower and the roof component on the tower. I had to stand up to put those pieces in once I built them. Um, as far as operability goes, it works great by hand. Turn the little crank, it goes up and it drops and it's super cool. Um, the way they did it was, I mean, it's a relatively straightforward process of how they actually like the lift with the, with the chain works, they, you know, gear it up and put the chain on, but the, how they slow it at the bottom to get it to, so that it doesn't just smash into the bottom is really interesting. It's just, just drag. Um, they have some, some rubber wheels in there that, you know, it pushes through just fine when you're lifting it with the chain, but when it's free falling back down, it hits those and it's kind of geared to these flywheels in the back that just kind of, they, they just slow it down and provide enough drag that it kind of just goes through those and slows it down enough to where it just rests nicely at the bottom. Um, I am very curious. There's, I'm sure you could do all the, the math on figuring out how they did that. If you watch the designer video, they said they went through a lot of trial and error to figure out. And that was one of the, the more complex elements to figure out. Um, but it is just, it's, it, it, I, I was almost expecting something more complicated, but that's as simple as it is. It's just drag. Um, I know in the designer video, they mentioned they, they tried it with different heights and I don't know if they added more drag when they did that, but they said they built one, like, I think they, they might've said like, it was either 20 stories or 20 feet tall. Um, and at that point they said it was just, they ended up with a lot of smash pieces down at the bottom, which, which definitely makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's, it is, um, the, it's a really neat functionality to it. Um, the doors are built in such a way at the top that when the cart gets to the top, it kind of pushes the, those doors open so the, the riders can see out and then drops them if you keep turning the crank. Um, then, uh, one, one more thing on the build, going back to the build for a second, um, that I, I kind of noticed and thought was interesting. Um, it, this has a very comparable piece count to the, um, the cantina from Star Wars. And I think they're, they're, the cantina was also around 3,200 and some change pieces. Um, but this seemed to be a significantly quicker build. Um, it felt a lot quicker, but looking at the time, it wasn't all that much quicker, but, um, this build took me roughly six hours in one, one sitting, whereas the cantina took like eight to 10 hours over the course of two to three sittings. So from that, from that perspective, I, I don't know why it's much quicker, but it, it was, I don't know if I was just building quicker, if I was taking my time more with the cantina, but it was, uh, it was a bit quicker. Um, it definitely is one that doesn't quite feel like it is as many pieces as it is, but it's a great build, great display. Um, motorizing this. So this was something that, um, I recording this, um, same time I recorded some other episodes, um, May 22nd and I built this last night and connected the motors up and it was I could not get the 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 powered up app has a built-in interface for this set and it was not working properly 
I couldn't get it to quite figure out exactly what it was trying to do. I finally figured out what they were intending. Um, but, and I had to, at one point I swapped the motor ports and it started to work sort of. Um, but then I tried it again this morning and it worked just fine. Um, that being said, it's definitely a little finicky. Um, there's a weird clutch mechanism that one of the motors is attached to. Um, if you're wondering, that was something I was very curious about going into this set is why is there two motors? There's only one drive. Is there a, a brake mechanism? What's, how is, what's that second motor for? And it's actually attached to a clutch mechanism that you don't really use uh, when you're doing it by hand because you can just crank to the things at the top, sit and let it wait if you want, and then turn it one more time to get it to drop. Um, but with this clutch, the idea is the motor will run the, the cart up to the top and then the, the drive motor will just stop. And then this, uh, this, this motor attached to the clutch will just rotate a little bit to um, disengage or engage. I'm not sure what the proper word for that would be. Um, the clutch and it just essentially takes the um, disengages the chain with the crank and it can just it, it allows it to free to to rotate freely and the weight of the cart just drops it. Um, but using the built-in interface, sometimes it works well, sometimes it doesn't. It's definitely a little buggy. Um, you it doesn't always if it's up at the top. Um, I think the way it disengages the chain rather than just rotating like one more time to where any stoppage on the chain is out of the way, it pushes the 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 little the the portion of the chain there's there's two wider links in it spaced evenly that catch the cart and pull it to the top that rather than just rotating it so it rotates fast and it drops it just disengages the 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 rotating chain so that the weight of the cart pushes the chain back down and i think when it does that because there's that built up um a that extra little resistance from the chain rotating and those gears rotating it hits the when it hits the drag wheels down at the bottom, it doesn't always drop all the way through. Like there's enough drag that it just kind of catches in the drag wheels and doesn't drop all the way down to the floor. Um, which then sometimes if you're then if you want to run it again, it because the the chain's already in that position and the cart's already a little bit up, that instead of uh, the automatic program stopping the cart at the top, it goes through enough to where it drops and then you can hear the motor disengage and engage the clutch again. Um, so it's definitely something that I, I kind of then played around a little bit with, um, in the free coding to try and once I kind of pulled the motors off, looked at what they were doing with the, the preloaded interface, kind of tried to create my own program to get it to do what I wanted to do. Um, and it kind of works. Um, the, the clutch is interesting, but it's just trying to time it out with the way the chain is, is a, and getting everything to drop properly is, um, is, is a little tricky. Um, again, I think the main issue that I'm running into is that, um, when you use the clutch to drop it, rather than just continuing to rotate the, the motor, it, it, it drops the, um, it, it, the, the chain provides enough drag that it doesn't drop all the way to the ground. Um, so I'm definitely going to like play around with that a bit more to figure out exactly how I want to program that. Because um, like I said in my last video, with the amusement park, I'm going to try to have everything running off of one, off of one, um, one app 
uh, I have, I have an, an old phone that I have the app loaded on that I've been running the programs through and just pulling up an interface with the, with the buttons for each ride to get them to go. But that's one that I definitely got to figure out whether I want to do, whether I want to use the clutch and just do two buttons, one to lift, one to drop. But there's definitely a chance that I might just pull that motor off and keep the clutch how it is by default, but the hand operation and just um, uh, program the, the, the drive motor to lift it um, to the top, figure out what that timing is. I think I'm around five and a half to six seconds. Um, pause for, you know, a couple seconds and then rotate another half second or so just to, to push it through it and drop the cart on its own. So that's, that, that's something that will be to, to be determined. Um, I'll, I'll definitely update, update everybody when I do the, um, the video and podcast on the amusement park as a whole. Um, but yeah, this overall, the other than a little bit, the motorization operability, I really like this set. I think it's a great set. Um, the way I have it in the amusement park now, you can only kind of open one side of the front, which is a little bit of a bummer, but um, again, the way it's incorporated in the amusement park, not necessarily meant to be opened, but just a, just a great set overall. A lot of detail, fun build, very impressive display model. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of minifigures. It's, it's very cool. Um, so yeah, I, I highly, if you're, if you're on the fence about this set, I encourage it. Um, it came out in May, I believe of 2020. So I can't imagine it will be retiring anytime soon. Um, the, the, the last, the last, uh, amusement park ride that they released before this was the roller coaster and it was in 2018 and it's still around. So there's, I mean, there's always a chance it gets retired at the, at any given point, but I think this one's probably going to be around for a while. I, I really like this set and I definitely going to double down. It's one of my, one of my favorite non-Star Wars sets. Um, just really impressive. I like the the uh, Tower of Terror at Disney, and this has that similar ride, but it has its own, rather than Twilight Zone Easter eggs, it has its own kind of, uh, I, I guess the Lego equivalent of Twilight Zone Easter eggs in it. Um, so that's super cool. There's, all, there's also a functionality to a knob you can rotate on the side that opens and closes the doors, the front doors. Um, yeah, it's just a, just a great set. There's a window halfway up, big window halfway up the tower within it. And when you close, when you have it closed, this is a detail that's really was, ve- was clearly very meticulously planned, but didn't, um, didn't, didn't necessarily have to be there. Not everybody's going to notice it, but there's the camera mounted on the, um, on one of the, one side of the house that when, when it's open, you don't really, you know, it's, it's there and, oh yeah, it's supposed to take picture of the riders, but when you have it closed and you kind of peek inside, it's positioned right up against the bottom angle of that window to get a picture of the riders as they fall down. So, um, yeah, I, I highly recommend the set. I think it's a great set and a fun build, great display model, um, and cool, very cool functionality. So, uh, thank you. Thank you all for listening. Um, there'll be another episode. Um, this is coming out on a Monday, so there should be one or two more episodes this week. Uh, at this point, I don't have them recorded, so I don't know don't know what they'll be on. Possibly Pirates of Barracuda Bay. Might jump over to Star Wars. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening, and I um, hope you enjoyed. <laughs>